hey, hey, hey. Let's go. Let's go. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to Hypercast. I was hoping Malika would sneeze again. I know Elaki called me out, so I feel all self-conscious, but you interrupt me just as much, so I guess we're even. What? In the chat room, Elaki <laughs> said that I would interrupt you and no, interrupt this whole thing, and then I feel like really self-conscious about it, and so like I was going to hold in all the sniffles and the sneezes. And no, this, this intro's on the track. The fire rises. Yeah, <laughs> this intro's on oh. track. Yeah. Oh, oh, did I do it again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very tired. You woke me up at like, what, 5.30? What is up, everyone? Uh, <laughs> PM, I slept all day. I we're wish. all very tired. But that's okay. Everyone at this table, I'm I think, happy, is exhausted. Though. I'm happy to be here and happy to be spending time with the Thumper family. Mm-hmm. It's Hypercast. We're going live at 3 p.m. every day this week, except for Friday. We might go live earlier or later. We don't know because a holiday has crept up upon us. Yeah. Yes. I oh think that's my the goodness. best way to put it, considering all of us are like, oh, 4th of uh, July. Hello. <laughs> a limited time to earn exclusive emotes. Thank oh, you damn. for them hype trains. Hot damn. Hot damn. Hot damn is right. <clears throat> yeah, I spent the weekend uh, cooking, watching movies, rethinking my life. <laughs> <laughs> and it mentally exhausted me. Didn't think it would. I've really been trying to limit how much I'm spending, like, free time on Twitter, too. You should have yeah. came with us. It was kind of nice to not really be on Twitter all weekend, I will say. Yeah. I, um, I pretty much stayed off most of it. The only thing I shared was what I was cooking. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Made some pizzas. Made some omelets. Potato boy over here. Made some hash browns. Potato boy. It was... Uh, I saw your story. I was like, whoa. They were good. They yeah. were good. I just made... Too many. I made a blueberry swirl cheesecake. You want to see a picture? Oh, shit. Oh, damn, dude. That's yeah, way it, more exciting than a pizza. Dope. It's still dope. It's you, good. You slaved over that stove with no air conditioning? I did. It was dumb. <laughs> but oh, dude, that looks great. Was that it like really a no-bake cheesecake? Nope. I baked. <laughs> and In part of the ways. process of baking a cheesecake that I, that I always do is like the last hour of it, I leave the oven open and let mm. it cool down oh, slowly. No. And I was like, what What am I doing? <laughs> it's very hot in Didn't here. Didn't you say you had no air conditioning? Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Got pretty hot. <laughs> what was the weather like for you guys? Because it was 100 degrees where we were. It was actually pretty cold yesterday. It was oh, like really? 65 here. Yeah, it was and pretty damn. cool. gloomy and misty. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was kind of okay. It was an okay day to not have AC. I feel bad because I was... Uh, you know, I was like baking pizzas and all this stuff. So I had, <clears throat> I turned the air conditioning down just so it would stay cooler. We don't, our kitchen doesn't really open to anything that ventilates. Like there's no window, there's no door. It's not, it's all the way like, it's in, in, it's the, in the, the office. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it has to like go through the office. I'm always like, all right, I'm going to turn the air down a little bit and then mm-hmm. just like keep it cool. So thankfully it stayed cool, but I'm sorry you suffered because that sounds horrible. <laughs> Was it's the cheesecake worth it, though? Oh, it was very good. I had a slice this morning for breakfast to taste it, and it was super good. To mm. just make sure. So, Lucas, you just moved. Mm-hmm. How, like, are you are you done? Do you feel like you're out? You're no. officially? I'm waiting for um, another rant about how you didn't get service connected. I have so many rants I could go on right now. Here's a rant. Let me start. <laughs> Here's our daily rant. Here's... I uh, I currently I have to pay rent again. I'm getting pr- a prorated rent because we moved in two weeks early. So basically, we we paid up front like the full month of July, but now we're paying for the two weeks. So I'm getting a prorated rent. It's an easy rate and such. And I'm like ready to pay it. And I checked my bank account this morning, and I noticed that uh, 
um, I wasn't able to transfer money. So I called them and I, it was like, your account's on hold because you paid like a huge amount on this date. And I was like, yeah, there was a first month's rent and a deposit. That was like two weeks ago. And apparently I've been depositing money into my account and now they're not letting me take it out. So I'm currently $400 what? short from paying rent on Tuesday or Wednesday and I don't know what to do. Because I mean, I'm not getting access to my money until like four to seven business days from now. I mean, you could talk to your boss or something. I'll probably, I probably, well, <laughs> I, I was going to talk to you after this. this now. I'm only figuring this yeah, out now. Okay. I'm, I was I'm stressing, sorry. I just learned you this still, info like You still 10 have minutes U.S. Ago. Bank, right? Yeah. Yeah. They uh, do this, and they did this shit last time I moved that, in too. They did that to me before. I'm like, for the last two weeks, I've been putting money into my account, yeah. and you're not letting me take money out of my account. And that's the thing with banks, man. You know notice how easy it is to put money into your account, mm -hmm. but when it's your money that so you, you need, take out? there's all nah. these hoops you got to jump through. Oh, my God. When we were trying to buy the RV, like, it's our money. Yeah. And it was a full day and a half process just yeah. to be able to spend our money. Yeah, it's like, and I should guy, use my money. Why, why even use you, bank? Yeah. I know. The guy that we were trying to buy from was like, okay, are we doing this? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm still trying to figure this out with the bank. Uh, you know, they won't let us spend our money. Yeah. And it's so dumb. You know, we found out last, the day we were buying the RV, I woke up to a charge for an $1,800 barbecue grill. Someone. And then you asked me if I bought it. It was like 4 a.m. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I should have told you guys about that. <laughs> uh, someone Here's the had, company card. Someone had stolen our PayPal credit card info. Wow. And had uh, thousands of dollars yeah. mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, PayPal <sighs> is letting us contest it. And on the phone, they told me that um, they would deposit a credit for all the money that was spent uh, fraudulently mm. since we were a business account holder and while they fight these charges or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but they haven't done that. Yeah. And they haven't, like, it, it's just, it's really dumb. And it's, it's frustrating because there's certain things that are, like, trying to pay rent yeah. or uh, trying to purchase a piece of equipment from a place that we've purchased from over and over and over again and they'll block a transaction and call me and be like is this is this for real but for some reason when someone spends a thousand dollars at a place called a my magazine store.com oh my yeah at 180 dollars a pop hidden like that was the thing they were like spacing it out you know it'd be like once a day this mm. thing and I got really frustrated with all of us that have access to that account because nobody noticed when a charge came through from inmate cell service. <laughs> it was on the credit card as inmate what? cell service. And I'm like, uh -huh. how did we miss this? <laughs> I definitely went through a period of my life for like a year where I didn't use a bank. Yeah. I would get, I'm getting there, dude. I would get checks from my work and I would go to Wells Fargo and I would just, or whatever bank uh, I had to go to and I would just cash the check and then I would just keep all my money at home, which is also like not safe. It's not no. safe because if you get your money's insured at a bank, I guess. Or yeah, because if you get robbed, you know. Is it though? Yeah, right. Is yeah. it though? I have, I have major issues with U.S. Bank. <laughs> Me three, too. Three I'm to done. four times a year, I will have to be like, "Hey, why can't I get access to my money?" Or, mm -hmm. "Hey, why didn't you tell me I overdrafted money and that I've just been spending money I don't have? Why do you keep letting me spend this money on my card?" Yeah, like oh, I, that that happens way too often. Well, it's like they're, obviously they're just they love did, these little fees that they get to charge me. Did oh, I tell yeah. you what happened? Whenever I'm still fighting this bullshit IRS thing that happened to we me, we got to move to credit, over, credit unions That's over a go. year ago. That's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, over a year ago, all my money was taken from me out of my savings and everything mm-hmm. over a filing error for uh, – which was a stream – it took us months to figure out what it was, but it was Streamlabs um, yeah. had uh, – instead of filing – because I had set up Streamlabs originally, uh, I think it was like I had an account with them at Geek & Sundry. They got bought by another company. This was like five years ago, four years ago when they switched over their accounts and everything. For some reason, it's – Every other year, they had filed it correctly with Hyper. But one year, they filed my old Los Angeles oh. address, um, which was an address. Of- right. And because it was filed by the new company they were bought by, it's like some Chinese holding company that the name I couldn't find. It's just like, here's this random charge. The mm-hmm. IRS says I made $40,000 in 2017 or 2015 or 16, 2016 in the state of California. When you didn't uh, live here. And I didn't live here. I lived in Seattle. Yeah. And I was like, this is not. And it took us so long to find what it was. And it was Streamlabs. And it was a huge, like, fuck up. But I had spent so long fighting that and being like, I'm not paying this. I don't owe these taxes. I didn't live here. Mm-hmm. We hired a lawyer that or a tax lawyer. That first tax lawyer did nothing and let everything fall through. Never got my money back. Still fighting the IRS for this. Yeah. They've admitted that it was like a mistake, but they won't give me my money back. They're just right. applying it towards taxes and everything. In no, the I, I pay... I pay a lot of money every month. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm insane. still paying your wrong debt. I'm paying hundreds of dollars every month. It's so stupid. And the thing that got me the most angry about all that was what U.S. Bank did in the middle of all that. So whenever the IRS did that really fucked up thing where they're like, we took all your money out of your account. Mm-hmm. And that was the other thing, too. Like, I had tried contesting this, and the only way to do it was through mail. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it online. Yeah. yeah. And there's no validation that they got what I sent them. There's no, like, and this is the state of California, I guess, mm-hmm. not IRS. Um, state of California Franchise Tax Board. And uh, out of nowhere, we had just moved. You know, we had just moved from the old house to here. And they had apparently sent a letter to the old address, and that person wasn't giving us our mail. And that was basically like... Oh, that person stole stuff from me. Yeah. And, and your underwear, yeah. among things. Okay. Um, so <laughs> they... Uh, in the midst of all this, I never got a notification that my account was going to get closed and they were going to take all my money. And mm-hmm. they just did. I woke up one day, and I'll never forget it, it was Valentine's Day because I was going to buy Malika flowers. And I went to put in the order, and it was declined. And I checked my bank account. And, and you're it like, said, what the fuck? It said $0 in my account and then $0 in savings. And I would have cried. I immediately called the bank and U.S. Bank was like, we can't tell you who took the money. I'm like, well, then it was the government. You ca- if you can't tell me who took it, mm-hmm. it's the government. Why can't you tell me? Well, we're not allowed to or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck? What so the it's fuck? just it's just gone. And they're like, oh, it's a hold. And this is where the tax lawyer that we originally hired really fucked up because he could have easily got me my money back. But yeah. he fucked up, too. And I never did. But U.S. Bank and all of that. They completely held my account closed, and I told them, when you close this, I had pending purchases. Mm-hmm. Those purchases are going to come through. What will happen? And they were like, it'll make your account negative. I was like, can I give you money to keep that from happening? They're like, no, your account's closed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do I do this? And they're like, 
it will go negative, and then whenever all of this gets reversed, you're going to have to pay the fees. That's so fucked up. That's so So dumb. I had two charges go through that were pending. Every single day, U.S. Bank added a $35 overdraft fee. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And this kept going Builds and, and going. And I would call them and be like, you need to stop this. Yeah. I, you won't let me pay you. And they're like, yeah, you can't pay because your account's closed. I'm like, but you keep charging me overdraft, and I, you won't let me pay you yeah. the overdraft. And they're uh, and I was like, and this isn't even this yeah, is a mistake. Shit. How they took this money out? And they're like, you. They told me if I ever wanted to get all the overdraft fees cleared from them, I would have to go to a federal judge or a, Cal- a state judge from say and have the judge admit that it was a fault on their part that the money was taken out uh, for for U.S. Bank to reverse. And I'm like, you know that can't happen. Mm-hmm. I've been talking to you every step of this way. So they never let me pay it, and they just kept going and going until it meet, reached the maximum amount of days for their policy to close. I had been a part of the bank since 2003, mm-hmm. and there was some like old policy or whatever, and they're like, after you hit this many days, we just close your account, and uh, and then we send it off to collections. Oh, my God. And there's nothing I could do. <clears throat> what a just sham. Nothing I could do. So I'm just like, it's after insane. that, I was like, I will never touch U.S. Bank again, yeah. Yeah. ever. Uh, yeah, I got to get ever. out. I got to get out. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I'm getting really tired of them charging me for having too little of money in my account. That happens. Sometimes I'll be like, yep. I need all of my savings today because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes emergencies happen. And I'll, I'll draw my savings. I didn't even know this was a thing, but I'll draw my savings down to $0. And then I notice a charge the next month for like 50 bucks of like, you didn't have enough money in your savings. It's like, yeah. what the fuck are you they, for? They require, what the you, fuck? they require a minimum of like a few hundred dollars. Yeah. I mean. Just to like have a savings account. And I'm like. Come on, what the fuck? You guys, yeah. you guys like know how banks work, right? Yeah. On a fundamental yeah. level. Yeah, I know. So it, it makes they, a, complete a sense. A bank exists. To, they can't just hold your money. They got to make money somewhere. Mm. They can't just be a place for your money. So there's a lot they of like charges you, and interests. They and can't stuff. give you all your money because they gave it to somebody else. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not your money being held in a place. It's not you giving them a twenty dollar bill and then putting that in a vault. It's all moving and liquid. But you know they could be. They could do a lot better job about not being dong bags about it all <laughs> <Yeah>, right <laughs> freaking idiots uh yeah it's the worst i use an online only bank now i used to Charles do that Schwab. for a while i was just on barclay uh online and it was great except that when i needed to make a big withdrawal it took a couple days yeah i yeah. couldn't do that right now yeah but i set up an online only account because i kind of had to because of all the shit i went through with u.s bank mm-hmm. a lot of banks now won't even let me open an account mm. yeah uh, even though, like I said, every step of the way, I have the worst luck. I have like Parker luck, but you know, we we have people working on it. It's just I hate I hate those banks and how they do all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's super irritating. Yeah, super super irritating. Yeah, it's it's incredibly irritating. It's like a a thing that it's the most irritating thing to me is that it's just like I'm like one guy and I know everybody. There are so many customers for all these banks and they're all going through it and there are so many people less fortunate than me. It's like, you know, I've got a good support system. At the end of the day, if I needed help, I could call up a good friend or my parents would happily help out. What Like there are so many people that are like losing their homes to this kind of problem. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if if I didn't have the support network of Malika – I would have been on the street. Yeah. Oh, Immediately. I had, like, they took everything from me. Everything. Yeah. And I, it's like, I've kind of forgot that it happened in a lot of ways, because what can you do? Like, I would just get super depressed if I hang mm-hmm. on all the time. But every once in a while, it's reminded me, like, oh, 
I had savings and I had money. I was like, we were going to try to, you know, eventually get a new car and all this kind of stuff. No, all gone. Just <clears throat> gone. Years yeah. of work. Years of work. Just fucking gone. Yeah. I've it's been, wild. I've been with Wells Fargo for 23 years. Wow. But I've definitely, like, been exploring the idea of going somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to look into a credit union in the city. Yeah. Something that has more options and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Because, um, you know, future, retirement, that's important. Newest episode of the Patriot Act on Netflix is about the IRS. And I know I had listened to a Freakonomics episode about exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's wild. You know, it's like the system really works well at holding people down who have very little mm-hmm. or people who have a lot. And some of that, they're like, it's because, like, the IRS keeps getting cut fundamentally, um, especially by Republicans, and losing stuff. And what ends up happening is they don't have the resources to even go after the top, like, 10% of mm. earners in the country. So the people that keep getting audited and keep getting hit by these systems are the vi- are the people all the way at the bottom. Yeah. Have it's you ever wild. tried calling your bank and doing, like, I'm a sad poor person thing? Because it worked for me. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> no? You've never done that? Nah. We have the same bank, dude. <coughs> really? Oh, uh, you have Wells Fargo? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like first union that was bought by Wachovia that was bought by Wells Fargo. Oh, my and God, I, Wachovia. And then my parents bought, like, opened the bank account for me when I was, like, in elementary school. And they yeah. like, this is how you save, kid. And I'm like, okay, I'll put $5. <laughs> Pretty much. The last time I had to call my bank before this issue was that I was depositing all of my roommates would pay me and then I would go pay rent. So I was depositing all their money into the ATM. Uh, so then I could go pay rent. And as I was putting it into the ATM, which I had to do because it was like the last of the month, like typically there's a line out the door of everybody's got to go pay their rent. So I was putting it into the ATM and like it, the ATM said, like there's been an error counting your money and it didn't spit it back out to me. So I had to call them, and basically, like, a $3,000 deposit was basically just eaten by the ATM machine. And it took, oh like, two God. weeks for them to fix. And my landlord's trying to be like, I'm going to charge you $50 every day. You don't pay me rent. Oh, no. And I'm like, what? What do I do here? Jesus. <laughs> oh, I was Jesus. so upset. And there was, the, and all they could do was be like, yeah, we're really sorry that happened to you, but it did happen to you. There's nothing <laughs> we can do about it. I'm like, don't oh, you guys no. have money? You're Can't like, you no, give you, me some money? You can do something yeah. about it. You're choosing not that. to. I hate it when like companies will do that. We're really sorry for your experience, but that's just do, how it is, you know? Do you ever like do the, well, I'm going to go somewhere else line? Yeah, yeah. I, I That time I was like, I'll be switching. Uh, and I haven't yet, but I will be. <laughs> One of the things that they used to do to me in this exact situation, even though I would get a check, this was back when I was a teacher at a university, uh, because the checks I was depositing for my paycheck weren't a part of their network or whatever, they're always like, well, we're going to hold this for a couple weeks. Mm. And I'm like, but I need to pay rent. Yeah, and that's that's how it was for me. They were like, well, it's going to take a couple weeks to figure this out. And I was like, you, today is the first? Yeah. I pay rent today. Yeah. What do I do? And I'm like, I give you this check every month. You know that this, like, it's from a, like, I give you this check every yeah. month. Yeah. And they, what they used to do to me back then, and this was, I think, back in 2005 or six, they would be like, well, you could use a cash advance, which no! is, if you need to pay your rent today, use a cash advance, no, and then you can to pay suck that. You in. And, yeah. But did, I would have to do it. Yeah. Did you I tell would them? have to. Did you tell them? Oh, hell no. I'm not a schmuck. <laughs> I would have to, though, because my option was not pay rent. Yeah. No, This no, is the no. problem when you're poor. No, <laughs> it's the poor no. People tax. You got y'all. All right. You got a Malika this shit. All right. This is how you Malika. All right. 
First of all, you go, oh hell no, I'm not a schmuck. I'm gonna take my, I'm gonna take my money elsewhere. All right, you always have that. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you always have like, I don't know. For me, it's always like, I guess I'll sell my guitar. And then the third thing <laughs> is, okay, maybe because I am female presenting, I have an advantage of here. I understand there are some disadvantages and advantages in this world. And I just do the sad person thing. Yeah. It's, it's gotten me out of a couple trouble. I've gotten um, overdraft fees. Yeah, I legit don't know how to look or sound sad. Same. I think I probably always look a little sad, but I don't know how to sa- sound <laughs> sad over the phone. How I'm you glad like, you said it so I didn't have to. Like They would be like, he's clearly acting, and he's not a good actor. <laughs> oh, but please, Bank, please. Yeah. So, <laughs> either sound like mad or happy, and there's no I, in between. I can think of two um, situations that it's really helped me out in. One was... Um, one was that I had overdraft fees forgiven. They just, they waived them for me. What? Yeah, you just got to do the sad talk. Just be like, you know, I'm like, you know, just like I'm a poor college student thing. You know, I'm working really Never hard. worked ever for okay, me. Okay, all yeah. right. Ever. And then the second thing is, I mean, they can see what you buy too. And if it's like food and books, they're like, okay. And then the other thing was... <laughs> I've showed up to, up to the airport a few times late. There was that one time I screwed up at Burbank. But uh, <laughs> the people in San Francisco and Oakland airports have gotten put on other flights with no ad- uh, additional charges before. Really? Yeah, I just got a sad face, the counter person. Yeah. Just really sad. Yeah. I hate that you're saying, because it's only validating your behavior. <laughs> I want you to stop showing up to the airport late. Nice. I want you to stop. Don't worry, I'll show up with some puppy eyes. It'll be chill. <laughs> I'll get us a first. I'll get us a first a first class upgrade. It'll yeah, be fine. this is definitely one of those tensions in our relationship because I'm the kind of person that shows up to the airport two hours early. Because I assume if I'm something bad very, can happen, you're saying it'll well. happen. So because you're, that you're, is what that is what my life is. My life is if something bad can happen, it will. Like our very first trip out in an RV and getting stuck in a fucking windstorm. If something bad can happen, it will. Yo, so I get there two hours early. And Malika's like, we're fine. You know, like, we're fine. Right, it's fine. I'm like, no! <laughs> you're with me now! We live under these Things rules. Things change. <laughs> You have absorbed my luck because I'm with you. We will just be late. Hey, Kaiju, shut the fuck up. You wanted to be out there. I'm trying to tell. Is, is he that out Kaiju? There? It's, no, no, it's out there. It's Kaiju he's because there? right before the show he started, wanted be. he wanted to be out on the porch. And we were like, dude, we're about to do a show. And he's like, I want out. I want out. And it's like, okay. You, you got what you deserve, Kaiju. Now you're fucking stuck I up there. I need out there. <laughs> uh, anyway, what else should we talk about today? Uh, speaking of Maiden Voyage of the RV... For those that maybe haven't tuned in since the last Hypercast, because I know there are some of you that only watch our weekly updates, I but mean, not what we do. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know. Uh, we actually got an RV last week, and uh, we spent some time upgrading it. Malika and I took it on a maiden voyage this weekend. I'm so glad we did, but it was a crazy voyage. Absolutely wild. Uh, very stressful. Uh, but it ran well. It was great. We learned it's all about everything. And uh, you, while you're up there, you might as well let Kaiju back in since he's being an idiot, too. Oh, it, is it hot out there? I, he wanted out! Look, he gets what he wishes for. I know. You know? He, uh, we took Kaiju with us. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, was like royalty this weekend. <laughs> yeah. And that was kind of fun, actually, to be able to go somewhere and, you know, just take the dog with him. And he was great. He was really chill the just whole like trip. Just like hung out. Yeah. I mean, he already claimed his little couch and... The right side of it? 
Uh, yeah, I guess closest if you're, to the driver's yeah, side. closest to the driver. And, he does that here too. And he made he liked being able to sit up and tower above us and mm. watch us in the road. And also lick my head. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> he does that. Uh, but it was it was really great. Um, I'm I'm really excited about the possibilities uh, for the future with it. Uh, I have all sorts of ideas that you know. But we learned so much by jumping straight in this weekend. I feel like I took a master course. Uh, and we were very fortunate that even though we got stuck in a windstorm, we found an RV park and the people that... With TPs. Yeah. It was with TPs pretty up cool. in Olancha, California. And even though we were stuck, uh, the people running it were very nice and knowledgeable. And I learned a lot from them, too. And that dude was so chill. So chill. He's like, you think y'all are sunscreen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, very chill. Um very nice, nice people, and uh, they were—they were, let us kind of just make sure that we were comfortable, and it was great. It, it was good. Wait, I just remembered. Did you buy pineapple tidbits? No. Oh man, I didn't. What? Because yesterday we went to the store. That I didn't have enough money. Jerky. Oh. I didn't have enough money. I only got the jerky because I didn't have enough money. Hey, did you leave ice cream in the freezer? I did. I okay. texted you about that. I feel really bad about that. <laughs> oh, we have to go pick it up tomorrow, so. Well, this is getting some personal territory. <laughs> uh, but that was that, and it's been crazy, and we might go on a little trip this Friday for 4th of July. Uh, I'm learning also that. Oh, I said we were definitely. I emailed. I put out the sub-email. We were definitely yes, we doing stuff on Friday. Well, I guess the question is where we go oh, because oh, I called every single RV place on the coast because we were like, let's go on the coast. Yeah, that was stupid. It's 4th of July weekend. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure they're going to be all booked out. Every single one of them is completely booked out. So we might have to go inward a little bit. Uh, there's a couple lakes and stuff like that that oh, might be kind of cool. Oh, so. we, should, we, should, <laughs> we should camp in my uncle's backyard. Okay, anyway, I will uh, call around and find a spot. <laughs> it's a dry be... lake bed in the desert. I wonder the if there's something up in the Angeles National Forest. I'm sure. I just don't I, I don't want to drive in the wind. That's true. I want, is it supposed I to be windy not, again this weekend? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> 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 I'm traumatized, man. Can we hit up more Walmarts? What do you got to talk about today? What's... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm letting you guys get you. No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. We're caught up. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, some sad stuff that has okay, been coming out. Okay, change in direction. Here. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's been a lot of discussion in, about sexual harassment, sexual abuse, rape even, yes. uh, online in the gamer community. Stri- uh, mostly yeah, YouTube, well, Twitch, developers. Live streamers. Twitch uh, live streamers, YouTube content creators, mixers, and I'm not talking about mixer going under. Um, and then also on the developer side, game designers and developers um, uh, stepping forward, many of them women, about uh, pe- just like shitty behavior. Yes. All around shitty behavior. And it's, it's a range from just like that person disgusts me, they did something inappropriate to crimes, right? Um, and it's it's been a really hard time, and one thing that's kind of amazing, though, is people have been so brave to tell their story, and with the support of other people in the community, it seems like just more and more is coming out. At the same time, from my own like personal mental health, and also because I run a company, I just cannot keep track of 
who has allegations against them, who was just banned from Twitch. It is happening right. so, it's so, so fast. It's so fast. And I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in full support of women have really come together in all of this and sharing their stories and supporting each other. Um, sadly, it's a lot to keep up with. Uh, it's a lot. It's just every time I check the list, there's a ton more people yeah. added. Mm-hmm. And it's it's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, I think, unfortunately, some people have this assumption um, that everyone knows everybody and everyone's aware of everything that's going on. I think some people who are fans in these spaces know more about what's going on than the people who are working in them because we're working. We're working. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I get DMs that are like, hey – you're, why are you following this piece of shit? And I'm like, I didn't know, and now I do. So thank you for letting me know. Yeah, so uh, I had no idea. Uh, all we wanted to say is that, you know, because our corporate social media or our personal social media account may be following somebody, it's not an official endorsement. You know, sometimes you just, like, you have suggested people that, that Twitter suggests you to follow. I click follow because I just want to be up in the know with my own industry. And I don't really know these people personally. Yeah, so. I think, yeah, especially Twitter, you don't follow your friends. Mm-hmm. You follow people who work in the same sure, industry you, as you. you just want to keep up with announcements, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, so some people have been really awesome, and they have DM'd us privately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hyper's DMs are open. My personal DMs are open on Twitter. Um, Thumper's even reached out to me on Discord. I think Zach's very like open and communicative on his channels oh, yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. And so if you ever see anybody that's like problematic, and you're like wondering why Hyper is following them, you could we just probably just don't. Know. We probably just <laughs> don't know. Uh, honestly, like a, uh, a social media follow isn't an endorsement. In yeah. Any means. Yeah. Well, especially right. an endorsement of behavior. Right. right. You know, cause when you're not aware of that behavior, I think that's one of the saddest things is you, you know, sometimes you'll follow someone because someone else told you they work in the space yep. and you go, okay. And then you find out later. And yeah. lots of times I don't mm. even know that I follow them. Yeah. And then I'll be surprised when I do. Cause I'm like, I've never talked to this person in my life. Oh, you know, and I know when we first started up Hyper, um, Twitter lists were really popular at that time, and there were like streamer Twitter lists. So and we you would, would just follow you'd everybody. You follow the whole list of like, list. well, all right, we have a company in yeah. the streamer space. You follow the whole list, and I think it's important for people to realize that just when someone works in the space, that doesn't mean you agree with their ideals, their values. Yeah. You don't know them. It's a it's a business platform in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, you know, I think. Facebook's a little different, at least the way I use it. I usually only accept, like, a friend request if I personally know that person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but even then, I'm sure that there's people I haven't talked to in 15 well, years. It's it's tough with Facebook, though, because I've noticed tabletop gaming, all the business stuff happens on Facebook. On Facebook, yeah. And so I feel like I have to accept these friend requests. And sometimes I'm like, Zach, do you know this dude? You know, even though I see that we have mutual friends in tabletop gaming, I don't know this person. So, like, (laughs) I I don't like accepting those friend requests. At the same time, we need to stay in the know of our own industry. So it's it's hard. So yeah, just let us know. Um, You know, it it is very hard to keep track of. We just we try, um, but we're also trying to do our best here. And work with good people. And I know some of the people that have come up on that uh, list are unfortunately people we worked with four or five years ago. And we have not and we will not ever work with them again. 
that is not the environment that we participate in here at Hyper. And, you know, that's one of the reasons, like, if you see that, let us know nicely because we also don't want to work with people who are pieces of shit. No. We want to know that they I'm, are. I'm scared for myself. Like, yeah. I don't want them to come to our studio. I don't want to – because it's also our home, you know. So, like, I, I want to know, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, last week I talked about, like, you know, women having to have a secret creeper list. Now I'm glad that a lot of it is public, public. Yeah. because it is scary for me. I'm scared sometimes. So, And I'm glad it's becoming public, too, because too often people like myself – you know, in the past when I would hire people, um, if no one came to me and told me, like, now I just hired a piece of shit, I would have rather given that opportunity to someone else. Right. And then, uh, so policy-wise, I, I talked to our attorney, and I'm going to look a little bit more into background checks. Okay. Yeah. Nice. More than just uh, employees, but even some other people and stuff too yeah and uh, it's been a long time yeah. since we've worked with people I, when we first started hyper rpg we worked with a lot more people outside of yeah. our circle yeah. just within the industry itself and, and twitch itself and, uh, would be like hey we love oh that yeah you twitch would usually send us people too they'd be like yeah. you should talk to these partners you know and mm -hmm. it's a it's a hard to navigate um and you know that's the thing too just working with someone years ago you know, doesn't mean we endorse them either in their behavior. When we find out about that behavior, all relationships are cut off. Uh, that we don't fuck around with that. That being said, I I feel fortunate in that. <laughs> I feel like Zach and I are very boring, non-party, non-drinker kind of people. Yeah. And so you know, you may have seen us like on yeah. camera with other people, like at TwitchCon, especially because we're on camera with everybody. But we're not very close with anybody nope. who's uh, <laughs> been accused or is allegedly have done something uh, wrong. So I'm kind of like, cool, you you're barely I don't even remember what your face looks like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We don't really participate. It's weird because hyper, I think for a lot of people, they, they think that we're like very ingrained in the middle of a lot of this stuff. But in reality, especially for those who watch hyper a lot, you know that. We're not really, because we're always here, and we're always a part of this. And, you know, if Malika and I go to TwitchCon or we go to one of those events, we leave very quickly. We we only try to talk to our partner reps and the people who work at Twitch, and then we get the fuck out, because <laughs> mm. we're old and we don't like being there, and they're always loud and obnoxious parties. And, you know, we don't... It's like... It sucks, because I feel like... From from a male perspective, as if you need more of those, um, some people I think think that a lot of these men that are like this um, are like this around all men, yeah. and I can tell you they're not. No, I I and know exactly they, what you're talking about. Yeah, the people that do this kind of behavior, they know it's wrong, and they're always testing the waters. And if you are not a piece of shit who partakes in that kind of language and activity uh they do not bring these things up around you like um i've been around people in business meetings and things like that who have later you've like wow that person is i guess a piece of shit they have never said those kinds of things around me but also i would never make it they're always testing the water you know i'm not when you hear your president talk about bathroom talk or whatever the f locker room talk or whatever like that i'm like no i don't hang out with people that talk like that yeah and they wouldn't talk like that around me because it's pretty clear that i'd be like what the fuck are you talking about no i i know exactly what the you mean in that 
birds of a feather flock together. Right. And right. they're like, yo, are you, you in this flock? And you, you'll be like, ew, gross. And then they'll never invite you. They're like, cool, let's uh, get them again. out of here. Let's get them out of here. Whereas, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I, I have to be really careful about reading some of these stories and allegations and confessions and stuff. Because they're rough. But some of, you know, you see these repeat patterns where there was like, I thought it was all consensual, all four of us. And I'm like, you know, so like it was yeah. a group. It was a group activity. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, it's... it's a weird thing for me to like read that some of this stuff i'm not emotional right now i just yawned by the way and my eyes water when i yawn uh <laughs> just just so you know it's okay. it, this i'm not like about to unpack something weird it's uh it's weird for me to um it's like a weird dichotomy for me in that i love drinking and dancing and, and having a good time with my friends but seeing so many of these stories revolve around con parties and stuff mm. i'm like i'd be okay with getting rid of those forever if yeah. it helps people like Cause like, and I, I can feel that sometimes there's a vibe at some parties where it's like this schmoozing, you know, there's like a power game being Mm -hmm. played and I don't like participating in that. I'm more just on the dance floor with my homies having a good time. Uh, but I, I'm not a big fan of the networking with alcohol thing. Yeah. I think that that's very dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and I'd love to get rid of that if, if it helps, if it helps people. hundred percent. I don't think Twitch should be having parties with VIP areas and alcohol on present, on on the facilities because right. it's like when you know a large portion of the people you're working with are young, influential yeah. individuals. There's, a, there's a, such an easy power game to be played and so yep. many mm-hmm. awful things that can happen whenever people are inebriated And it's like not that. to say that you shouldn't be an adult. It's more to say like, well, if you're the company who is in charge of Take creating yeah. yes, this yeah. environment, you should set the example from the top down yeah. that this isn't how business will be done and this isn't where business will be done. Yeah, and and where you have those power plays constantly happening, and right. people constantly using their power to that advantage. I, yeah, yeah. I am in full support of Twitch not having alcohol at their parties anymore, and it yeah. being more just like I mean, do an know, ice cream social. That would be way yeah, more fun. Yeah, I'm like tea party, please. Um, oh yeah. And we've seen some of that change because it, those environments aren't conductive to business, right? So you know, we've we've been invited to like. Dinner parties or something yes. like mm-hmm. that, yes. where it's like, oh, this is a very nice meal. You can actually also, talk to people, you know, yeah. and it's a little bit more safer Twitch, environment. Twitch has done like um, speed dating, where you sit at tables and yeah. you actually talk to different departments. And let's be, at and let's be clear: and speed dating, as in you are a person talking to a department head within their company, and right. then you rotate to right. a table. Yeah. And it's usually within like a team a convention of three center. people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not very, it's not speed very dating. not sexy at all. Right, no. and, um, you know, and that brings up a good point too that it's like. You know, there. I think there are instances where, like, alcohol could be involved, and sometimes it's a good time, like, to to drink with people, and you get to know people better. But like, a lot of times, it's it's in this club setting with super loud music, and it's like, how how are you even pretending that this yeah. is about networking or right. about the business? Right. And well, it's, it's not. They're trying to make it out like, look how cool we are. Yeah. Look how special you feel to be a part of this. The right. whole system is mm-hmm. built around that exclusivity. Yeah. Uh, and the whole power structure, even within TwitchCon and the exclusivity of the different levels, yeah, creates a very unhealthy mindset. And I think it sets an unhealthy precedent towards its users and the ladder that you feel you have to climb as a user. Mm-hmm. And I think from the ground up that that has to be changed and, and just handled way differently. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, uh, everybody who's reached out and sent me DMs and let me know, uh, I appreciate it. Um, I'm very un very happy to unfollow pretty much everybody. So yeah, <laughs> nice. and yeah. and the busier we get, the less 
it's not to say we don't care. If I see it, I'm going to support the individuals, um, and I, I've got their back. Uh, it's it's tough too because sometimes when you're really bu- busy, people think you're being silent, which is like not saying it. It's just like you're just busy, and it's hard to keep track of everything going yeah. on. It's I'm, really hard. Yeah, I've I've had to retreat inward a little bit just to take care of my own mental health and, um, you know, r- recognize like what my role is in all of this. There's there's been a lot, you know, the quarantine, <clears throat> record unemployment, people yeah. getting sick, people mm-hmm. dying, you know, Black Lives Matter, the sexual harassment allegations rape even coming up i mean it's it's a lot to process Um, i mean and i want to be here for you guys in the community because i love having these heart-to-heart conversations with you and we just cook something in the kitchen we talk about what we want to eat that makes me a lot very happy and so i just just want to put that out there and and tiny chris games i understand that we can't save the whole world and i'm not trying to Mm -hmm. yeah i would never pretend that i am because we're not qualified all we can do is try to be good people and try to be better tomorrow than we were today. And we're all on this adventure of learning and trying to be better people like you are. Uh, I, I, we're not trying to save the world. And, you know, there are far more qualified people to do that. We're, we're entertainers, and I'm not going to bullshit on that. Uh, we're storytellers and entertainers. And though I think what we do can be important and can touch people, um, there are people out there who dedicate their lives to uh, – Having a the voice cause. and a cause, and and I would rather support them than act like we are that. Yeah, because uh, we're not. And uh, but we want to support the right things and fight the right fights. And uh, there's a lot of that going on. And I don't know if you guys like have been keeping up with the Doctor Disrespect stuff. Like, I can't. yeah, I just saw I that. I'm not completely aware of. All I saw. I, I don't know if any news has been released. Yeah, Nothing's all been I saw released. my feed was like he's been removed from the platform and no other details. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's very. Vague. I have about. Two guesses. He was removed from Razor and Discord. Whenever it's that kind of thing and someone can't talk about it, then there's yeah, there's pretty bad. There's a limited. People are trying to say stuff like he's he he got taken off the platform and all this stuff because he was starting a new network, and that's that's such bullshit. Yeah. Uh, For one, we were a part of a network that started a new competitive network uh, and didn't Mm. get kicked off the platform. Yeah. They had a million dollar deal with him. Whatever he's done is very bad. Yeah, for them to It'd be a bad bad look for them to keep him, and they <clears throat> they that, they probably that got word better... that something was about to come. Yeah, and it had to be bad enough to make them feel comfortable canceling their contract because at the end of the day, there is business here and a lot of money involved, and you can't just peace out without some sort of legal reason that will protect you in doing so. So Twitch must have a legally binding good enough reason uh, to back out, and especially if Discord and Razor are as well and dropping those sponsorships. Internally, something's up. It's probably really bad, and uh, I know I'm not going to sit here and make assumptions, I mean, but I've seen things that look more believable than others, and I just know that internally a lot of people making these assumptions don't understand how media industry works and how all these things happen and contracts and stuff like that. Twitch wouldn't, could not just s- strip up his contract and ban him immediately for him. If he was going to be starting a new network or something, that's not legally binding enough. Um, Cause it hadn't happened yet. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of in his username. So I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, right. he's done shitty things. Yeah. I don't think he should have been allowed back on the platform after the bathroom incident. Yeah. You know, like, like that's, mm-hmm. 
Mm. You know, when you and have yet, that kind uh, of power. Other brands would announce that they were working with him. So I'm like, mm. all right. Um, that being said, moving on to another topic, uh, not to be flippant, but we have much to discuss here. On Malika's magical menu, I am introducing a magical menu item. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for the next week, Tuesday through Friday or, or Probably not Thursday Friday. Yeah. or whatever. So only you only get three days of the magical menu. Make sure you soak it up. Um, instead of voting for what recipe I'm making, you get to vote for like a secret ingredient. And we're going to go like crazy bonkers, experimental, like a cooking food show. I thought it would be something fun to try out. So look forward to that during my cooking segment. What was the name of that show we watched in the RV this week in that cooking crazy show? Crazy Delicious. That show is wild. They built like a fucking multi-million dollar set that's all edible. Yes, the you whole can set eat is everything. Edible. It's like what? the kind of thing I want to make. And it looked like a, f- like a magical wonderland with like these like lightning and it's cloud like walls. Like and yeah. Land. Fuck, like the the show's set design was absolutely nuts. <coughs> Jesus. Ridiculous. That's crazy. Right, I have to give that a shot. Brandon says, any set is edible if you try hard <laughs> enough. That's true. Uh, that know? explains everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know? uh, uh, you're not wrong, Brandon. Okay. okay. And they are they are working on sending me my belt for being the, the kitchen lead oh, champ. Nice. But then they're also like, when you're going to come defend your title. And I'm like, oh, shit. I got sucked into the system. <laughs> yeah, you have to defend you your title. You can't be a winner forever. Yeah. Oh, the pressure. Uh, what about you, Adam? You got anything to update people on? Anything cool going on in the world of movies that we won't go watch? Uh, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I completely checked out this weekend. Okay. I, I honestly, like, I've done very little. I've kept up very little on sort of, like, big entertainment news. Like, I know that there, there are articles coming out every day of, like, New projects in the works with this filmmaker, that filmmaker, these things happening. In terms of like news that you know is close to me, I mean, we all know that Tenet and Mulan got pushed back. I, I don't know. I, like, I posted about it and I said like, why are you? Why are we still doing this? Just delay, delay your movies, move them out of the summer. Yeah. Put them either like in the very well, late fall, early AMC winter. AMC is not opening till the end of July now. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, they were supposed to open on July. 17th or something or 15th or 10th or something like that and they're yeah. gonna have special programming and i don't know it's to me it's really funny that they're really trying to pull people in with all of this programming when these movies are all available on people's blu-ray shelf or in their digital collection mm-hmm. or you can rent it on amazon or on itunes like it's not enough for people for most sane people to put themselves at risk to go to a theater yeah you know has Anyone else feel like our current administration has just given up? Yeah, I think they don't exist. I mean, when was the last time you heard something good coming out? Yeah, of like, here's our plan. I mean, I mean, you look at just like what 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 Fauci has said of like how he hardly ever has conversations with. He hasn't spoke to the president in months. Months, yeah, yeah. and you're just like, cool. And today we're the reporters were asking the press secretary questions. They were like, and she was just being very flippant and being like, "Well, there will be answers on Friday in our coronavirus briefing." It's like the country is now rocketing past yeah. our old high. Uh, every other country in the world has, like, started to go down, and mm. we're just still on the rise. Well, didn't they say Florida has, like, now, like, more cases than, like, the whole country of Italy or something? Um, so yeah. Florida, over the weekend, since my family lives there, I saw that in one day they had over 9,500 cases in one day. 
That's almost double California. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot. And California's still going up, too. Yeah. Uh, Arizona's getting hit really hard. Texas yeah. is getting hit really hard. The only one I see that's kind of gone down is New York. Well, well, yeah, they've, yeah. they had to make the changes, and mm-hmm. they haven't reopened as yeah. quickly. I California's mean, California's like now this. reclosed bars. Yeah. Bars are closed again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just feels like our administration has just completely given up, and they're trying to act like... It's if fine. we don't talk about it, yeah. it's fine. The I I got so mad today when I heard the press secretary say, "There's we've heard of some of the embers of coronavirus still existing." It's like embers, Whoa. embers. It's bigger now than it has been ever. It's, I got a notification that hospitals are going to be completely filled in a few weeks if this keeps up. Yeah, embers. They're just trying to downplay it, uh, like they did when it started, but it hasn't <laughs> gone anywhere. You'd think that they would. And, I, you know, it's like people are, like, applauding Pence for finally, like, wearing a mask in public. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Applaud? Yeah. Kick that guy's ass <laughs> that it took this long. Where have yeah. you been since you fucking, know? you know, the beginning of the year? People are fucking dying. We're about to hit July. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people They politicize wearing masks despite scientific evidence for weeks, months, saying that it will help. And it's I, – I will forever fucking hate – the man that's running this country for what he's done. I hate him. I've never hated anyone in my entire life. I disliked Bush, as all college people did at my age, oh, I, for his I, decisions. I was not a fan. You know? Mm. I fucking hate Trump. And, and his just complete lack of empathy and a moral way that he's leading this country, uh, or lack thereof. He's not a leader. He's not, leading shit. He's yeah. not a leader. Yeah, he's not leading the people who support thing. him, I'm like, dude, he's not a leader. He's not leading shit. Yeah. He's just trolling. The, yeah, I, I would applaud any political party right now if they fucking met this head on and led the country through it. But it just feels like they're trying to act like it doesn't exist. If we don't talk about it, mm-hmm. we don't have to deal with it. It's like his last rally. He, didn't even, he didn't, like, doesn't even talk about it. There's no plan. There's no plan. No, it it's like fucking terrifying. West. Yeah. Uh, we're about to drive. We're about to travel across this country yeah, this summer. I want to but talk the about fucking that. cases are like skyrocketing. We originally <laughs> planned our trip for the summer because we were like things should be the country won't be back to normal, but things nah, should be leveling dude. off. No, we thought this no. was going to be like the eye of the storm where there'd be kind of like a calm before, before we November. Es- escalate. Nope. Yeah, no, we've had a lot of people. I mean, I, I've had. I know personally, I have a lot of people like reach out to either me or on our hyper accounts of like, is this safe? And it's like. I don't. This is not what we plan. This no. is not what we thought was going to be the case when we planned this trip. Yeah. Like we thought it was going to be a calm. We're like, okay, we're going to be in this like small safe zone for a little bit of time before the fall ramps back up. But like, okay, never mind. Like the whole year is just completely shot. But uh, I did want to talk to you guys about this and talk to the community about this as well. In that I am for the most part, very overwhelmed and kind of just tired of, you know, seeing videos of racialized violence and police brutality and hearing about more people who have been victimized um, in all different kinds of ways and the politics stuff. I really want to show messages of hope and communities coming together and ingenuity. Um, I think 
because a lot of that is happening. There's a lot of really amazing small yeah. businesses who have stepped up and they said, well, shit, if we can't do this, we'll do something else to help yeah. the community, to yeah. help hospitals, to help nurses, to help doctors. I really, really want to hear and see more of those stories. And I've been very inspired by even some of you guys in the chat room who are working as first responders, grocery store workers, teachers, having to overcome so much. Even parents who have had to deal with kids in their house. How could you tell your kid? I mean, I'm... I don't have a kid, so you tell me, like, okay, kid. No school. No You're school. Stuck with me. You're stuck with <laughs> me, kiddo. Like, how do you deal with that? And hats off to all the wonderful, brave people. And I think I was hoping that this RV trip could highlight this kind of alternative storytelling that we're not getting on a in, on social media that is driven by algorithmic negative news, by what's on television, even what's in our newspapers. Yeah. You know, but, it's, I mean, it's very overwhelming. It's, it's important to me too, but where I get concerned is we do live in a bubble mm-hmm. in that a lot of people in Los Angeles are very socially conscious. Yeah. Um, and you still have your assholes. You go down to Orange County, yeah. you go to certain neighborhoods, they don't give a fuck, but for the most part, a lot of people are very socially conscious. Uh, just this weekend, there were times where it's like we would hold back and not go in a store because I'd see someone in that store without a mask on. Yeah. And like when we're traveling the country, we're going to go through parts of the country, especially since we're doing the South, mm-hmm. where no one will be wearing a mask and they will make fun of us yeah. for wearing masks. And I am not going to fucking talk to someone who isn't wearing one. Right. Yeah. I yeah, don't know I th- who they are. I think I we'd don't- have to set up our, our like some really strict rules that we follow. Uh, like between all of us mm-hmm. of like how we handle those situations or like if we go into a store is it one person two people and just know? like you know the the process of interviewing someone and handing them a microphone i feel like is put it on the oh, table oh no no you, you can't do that yeah. yeah or yeah i mean we're shooting everything shotgun mics from a distance being like you stay over there and even then it's like if people aren't wearing a mask i don't want to participate this is part of the reason i want the solar so bad i'm like mm-hmm. whatever can keep us from having to interact with people as much as possible yeah. but we have to tell a story and we have to highlight the country as it is yeah and it's that's going to be really tough and i i feel for journalists out there and the people who have to put themselves in harm's way every day to to report on these things to work in these situations the people have to go to their jobs you know and i keep seeing horror stories on twitter about people who go to work and they have to wear a mask you know, all day while they're there, and then somebody comes in and starts yelling at them yeah. Yeah. because they had to wear a mask for 20 minutes. And it's just like, and you're putting all those people at risk. I heard a terrible, sad story. Uh, I think it was it This American Life or was it just on the radio? But it was, oh, it might have been NPR. It was a woman who's like, I'll never forgive the people in this country who won't wear masks and the people who politicized it. Her father was a high-at-risk individual. Mm. He knew he was high-at-risk, and he was quarantining, safe as possible, never goes outside, um, and he would go outside like once every two weeks for groceries. And he went out to get groceries, and there was a woman in line in front of him uh, who was like getting too close to him, and she wasn't wearing a mask. And he asked her, can you please please step away. I'm not comfortable. And she got angry and got up in his face. He died from COVID two weeks later. And it was the only human contact with someone without a mask in the outside world. And it's just like, oh, and this woman was just like talking about how she will like, she will never forgive 
the people who've done this in yeah. this country who have like politicized this and act like it doesn't affect them. Uh, it's so fucking sad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I said this on my cooking show, but you know, I was talking to my dad cause my dad lives in Florida. My dad's over 70 years old. My dad has asthma. That's where I get it from. Probably. I love yeah. him. And I said, dad, you wear your mask and everything, right? He's like, Oh yeah, I wear my mask. I don't go out. And I said, well, you know, keep doing that because I heard in Florida the, the cases are going up and people aren't wearing masks because they think it's a political thing, not a safety thing. He's like, no, 100% safety thing. And I said, yeah, I agree, but those people don't deserve to die. You know, I'm worried about those people, even though, you know, I don't agree with their decisions. And my dad said, well, God don't help people who don't help themselves. I'm like, shit, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Though. Uh, oh, man. But the problem is it's like you're, you're hurting everyone around you. Yeah. And now every time I see someone without a mask, I, I, I'm scared of them. I'm actually frightened because I'm yeah. like, Cause you, don't know. you could be sick and you're very like confidently moving around this space unaware. Touching things, coughing on things, touching your face, touching your handle. Yeah, I know. It's mm-hmm. like, ugh. How, yeah, I feel like every single thing we did to uh, this weekend – Every gas station, every place, you know, even just stepping out of the RV to walk the dog, come back in, and it's like hand sanitizer, washing yeah, it's like hands, you have to de- de- you know, de- decontaminate, like, decontaminate everything. And it's, I, I do think we need to have an honest discussion about it. And I, I know that I saw like an article recently, like, is it safer to drive than fly right now? Even with it driving being da- more dangerous than flying, and they were saying, yes, it is safer to drive right now. Uh, but at the time, the cases weren't spiking again. Yeah. I have a friend who normally goes to Connecticut every single 4th of July weekend. <clears throat> and for the longest time, he was like, I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not going. And now he's like, I think I'm going to go, but I'm mortified. Yeah. I'm like, then is it worth it? Yeah. <laughs> don't go then. <laughs> Just don't go. <laughs> That's why, I mean, that was like the only reason why, you know, this weekend you guys were gone. So I was like, I have no reason to go fucking anywhere. I went to the grocery store yeah. and that was about it. Mage of Light, Americans are hella weird. They pretty well are. sums up yeah. this whole conversation. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Europe is like, hey, we're not going to let any of you in. I'm like, I can't, oh, even, yeah. I get it. I can't I even get escape. It. Yeah. Ah, I Same get bro. it. <laughs> you know, we're, for all the things that make Americans great, it kind of comes back on us and makes us kind of shitty at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, that bravado and, you know, like we're we all. want to be number one real bad. Number one. Yeah. And also to want the to have of our people, the, you know, like this idea of personal freedom that comes at the expense of other people's comfortability. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Which or even safety. Yes. At this yep. point. Yeah. You know, like I, I do think police should be giving tickets for not wearing masks, just like they give you a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt. Yeah. I heard they're doing that hardcore in the UK. Yeah. Why can't they do it here? Most countries. Uh, there were severe penalties if you were caught being out in public without a mask. Yeah. Uh, and well, that's not just that communist the, countries. The, that's yeah, lots of countries. I, I am also a little bemused by the drones that would yell at people in China and be like, put your mask on, put your mask on. And there would be like a flying drone. <laughs> I'm like, oh. That's like what we should do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, it's for your own good. I think it was. No, it wasn't this weekend. It was like during the week or something or last weekend. You know, Emily and I were driving. And we drove down. We were trying to find a place where we could do some, like, takeout or something. And we're driving. We're looking on the sidewalk. And we're like, man, these these people, no mask, no mask, no mask. A bar in um, 
Studio City was like wide open. People were sitting just like if it was, it was like one bar that was open on the whole street that felt like it was in its own bubble because it was like business as usual at this bar. And it was Mm -hmm. the weirdest fucking thing to drive by. We drove by and we're both like, did that really just, did we just really drive by that? Or did we imagine that? Studio City? It's in Studio City. I forget what it was. Woodman's? I think it was Woodman's Mm -hmm. bar. Familiar. It's on, on Woodman. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were just open like business businesses as usual. No, like nobody's wearing masks, no face shields, no nothing. It was wild, and we're yeah. like, yeah, let's just go home. That is let's weird. Let's just get out of here. I get anxiety when I see because restaurants can have fifty percent capacity now. I like it freaks me out. No, like, I don't. There, I don't want to eat. There's something in. wrong. Yeah. When you're like, we could eat here. I'm like, no, yeah. not, no. We'll get it to go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit in this place where the air is circulating. Yeah. That's my big thing. I'm like, if I see a place is closed off and there's people sitting in there, because when you're eating, you put your mask down. And then if the, if it's like not an outdoor patio or something like that, that air is just being circulated. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to fuck with that. I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> just take it to go. Uh, get out of there. You know? All, all that to say, if I've really enjoyed learning how to make pizza. Thank yeah. God. There you go. <laughs> but seriously, though, we, you know, like we want to do this trip and. I get scared for us. I oh, think it's I mean, like, like really important and I want to yeah. show off the country. But the more I hear about where my parents are from and like places oh, in like Texas Florida. Oh. and, and <laughs> Florida, you know, where like people are violently calling out people who wear masks yeah. and saying that you're a Democrat shrill and all this stuff and like making it a confrontation. I, I'm like, I, I, just, I don't want to deal with that bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have the map pulled up right now of like our tentative route and I'm looking through and, you know, I'm seeing all the cities and all these things. And I'm just like, man, every time I look at a new city, I'm like, oh, I've heard an article from here. I've heard yeah. an article about there. I'm like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the ones with prisons, nursing homes and meatpacking factories, right? They've, that's been a gateway because those are all incubators mm. for the virus. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I appreciate all of you guys who are sharing your own perspectives from outside of the United States and even in different states. It it puts everything in perspective from us because we're like, yo, are you also having to deal with people who are being stubborn about wearing personal protective equipment? Yeah, it's been really interesting following. I mean, I follow a lot of people from from back in my home country, Czech Republic, and it's been really interesting to see like, they're not back to 100% business as usual, obviously. Like, they're mm-hmm. still wearing masks, and they're being very careful and all this sort of stuff. But they are at a much better place than we are. And even a country like Italy, who was, like, in the shit for a while there, like, they are going out, wearing masks. You know, they're doing their best to socially, socially distance themselves from each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, that little effort has made a huge difference for Europe. Yeah. Um, it's not that big of a fucking deal. No, yeah, we could really be pretty not. close to normal if yeah. people were just okay with that. Yeah. And our president did that. Yes, yeah. he politicized it. that bullshit. Yep. And you know what my theory is? This is my theory. Uh huh. It's a dumb theory. Okay. <laughs> but it's the same reason I don't think he can pick up a glass and drink it. Oh, oh. And it's I realized one time, it was the picture when he got out of Marine One, and his tie was off, and his collar was undone yeah and he got caught in that moment being really disheveled yeah his collar was filled with makeup Mm -hmm. 
I think he purely doesn't wear a mask because it will create makeup, makeup lines on his face. Yeah. And he is just narcissistic yeah. and vain enough. And I think it's the same reason he can't drink a glass of water because he's afraid to lift his neck up and you'll see the smear lines of his like makeup mm. all around his neck. So he tries to hold his head really level yep. and not move his neck. He's like he Michael can't, Keaton like, and Batman. He can't do this. I am convinced it's all just about that vanity of, yeah. of, of like he's afraid it will fuck up his makeup and he'll take off his mask and there'll be these makeup lines all around him and he'll have orange all over everything. I he's mean, like Jack Nicholson in the first Batman movie. I mean, ultimately, though, I feel like these lines of thought are not productive because ultimately, like, he's not encouraging good, healthy behavior. Right. right? Like, yeah. And, and I feel like you can make yourself sick speculating on why it's that way <laughs> but like what does that do for you i think it could be that you? fucking simple though i know that he's just but so fucking vain but and almost narcissistic like the reason doesn't matter to me and this is my opinion this is how i cope we all have different coping mechanisms to me his reason doesn't matter because ultimately that's the actions that he's taking yeah right he, like, he makes every person that interacts with him get tested uh anyone who has to have contact with him has to be wearing a mask other people in the white house wear masks but he won't. He won't, which sets a precedent to all of his followers that you don't have to. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. You don't have to. Even the press secretary said it today it was like when they were like, "Well, now Pence is wearing one. Does Trump recommend one?" And she's like, "He doesn't want to, and it's his right not to want to." Oh, and Lord. we support anyone choosing whether or not they do or don't. I'm like, "Fuck you, fuck you." Those words are so carefully chosen to be like, "Well, we didn't say we don't support them." But then her, their supporters will take it as like, we don't have to. It's our right not to. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's your right not to. Just like it's your right, technically, to be an asshole to someone on the street and then get the shit kicked out of you. <laughs> like, there's consequences for your fucking actions. Even if it's not illegal, there are consequences for the bullshit that you do. Drives me nuts. I mean... Something can be legal but not right. Of, of course. Yeah. Well, it is 4.05. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are we doing next, fam? We're just uh, going to play some video games. Lucas and Adam are going to do a relationship goals. Oh. oh. Relation friendship goals. Friend, friend, friendship you goals? You know, we'll let them define it, okay? Yeah, you guys define your relationship. Yo, you want to party? Yeah, let's party. All How right, about cool. a par- party, party day? Hell party yeah. Party day? Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to be playing some Monopoly tonight. We got to figure out where all these little uh, spots were. Do we have a top-down I shot? We both took photos. Photos. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, my God. Is this Adam's Monopoly gonna ever going to end when Adam wins? Yeah. Adam oh. is going to win. I'm feeling pretty good money-wise, though. The chat room is so good at like taking us down a notch, though, because as soon as Adam starts developing, the whirlwinds of the hyper Do you chat. believe that, though? Do you believe that? Is it when Adam starts developing, or is it when Zach starts developing? I don't know, because I started developing, and they're like, oh, hell no. Boom. Natural disaster. Bye. And I'm like, oh, my money. Yeah. <laughs> guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, can we hit a record tonight? We almost hit a record last week. Uh, Monopoly. (laughs) I hate it. How badly do you want to break Zach is the question. (laughs) I'm going to win. I'm not telling you what properties I own. Yeah, I want to win. I'm keeping it secret. My properties are secret now, and I'm not going to put them on the top-down camera this time. No, this is my secret stash. (laughs) 
That's my secret. You'll stash. just have to pay attention. Fuck if I tell you what I own. I don't deal with that. Fuck that, man. Destroy that shit. You know, I'm gonna be with nothing. I was doing so well beginning of last game. We got many other versions of Monopoly to go through, so. <laughs> oh boy. Well, they're all at their heart the same thing. Yeah, it's gonna be the same game. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's that house divided one. Some of us are gonna have to pretend to be Republicans. Uh. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I could play that game. <laughs> Close to home. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Hypercast today. We talked about a lot and a lot of nothing. At the same time, uh, you know, we will be here all week sharing stories with you, going on adventures. Um, you know, we'll keep, we'll keep you updated on all the happenings with the RV as we keep outfitting it and trying to soup it up and make it perfect for mobile studio situations. I started mapping out where the cameras could go inside the RV this uh, this week. Uh, one of the things we were really surprised about, our drive all the way up, um, way north into the desert, great signal the whole way. Yep. And I'm convinced it's because 5G towers are being put up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're disguised as trees. Yeah, they, <laughs> they make but them they look didn't like fool trees. Us. But oh, really? Like, yeah, that's a 5G tower that's supposed you can, to look like a pine tree. You can pretty, pretty tell yeah, pretty well look, what they're oh, they, yeah. like. Yeah. They look more fake than a fake Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they're trying to my, put my lipstick on a pig. but handmade trees <laughs> look <what>? more. <laughs> What'd you just say? Put lipstick on a pig? Interesting. I never heard that before. Sarah Palin said that. No. Lipstick on a pit bull? I don't know. Very dumb. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, we had signal the whole way up and we had, we had installed that Wi-Fi, and it was, it was great. It mm-hmm. was great. So I'm That's anxious cool. and excited that maybe we'll continue to have that kind of luck, uh, on the road and, uh, and it'll work out, but yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm Good stoked. stuff. <laughs> it's a thing. I'm stoked to play my switch online in an RV. I put that Xbox in there for you. Oh, I got a Switch. <laughs> God damn it. Well, um, I should have um, told you, dude. Um, I have a Switch. Uh, <laughs> how much of my Blu-ray collection can I bring? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, you want to know? <sighs> I thought we were saying goodbye. We are. I was uh, waving and everything. Already at the RV stop, um, we were collecting some jealous looks from other RV owners for our TV setup. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's on oh, Netflix? It's a 4K TV. Yeah, what did he say? TV. He was like, how'd you get satellite? Yeah, we're, uh, no, it's Netflix. Oh, how'd you do that? Oh, wow. Yeah, we can't get a cable out here. Oh, wow. That looks great. Um, it was the smallest TV Target had in stock. And it's... Uh, not small. It's not small. It's, it's 40 inch. Size. It's a 40 yeah. inch TV mm. inside that RV. I'm going to use wow. it as a pillow. <laughs> uh, but it's 4K and the Xbox is poked up in there so you can watch your uh, 4K Blu-rays. Y'all going to be going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much. We will be right back with Relationship Goals with Lucas and Adam. Don't go anywhere. Bye. <laughs>